welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We're your co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel. We're so glad that you guys decided to come back today. I know that you guys listened to our episode on Monday where we talked with Aaliyah all about her new business. We're super excited about it. Really hope you enjoyed that episode, but today we wanted to talk to Aaliyah a little bit more about how she got started with her debt-free living because we talk about that a lot on the channel, right, Isabel? Yeah, debt-free living is a huge goal for me, so it's going to be really interesting to hear how someone else is doing it and maybe get a little bit of tips on how I could help myself improve. Right, and when I first started actually deciding to get the Dave Ramsey book and read about it, the first couple of people that I had heard like in person that I knew actually do Dave Ramsey was Aaliyah and, and her husband, Justin. And it was really exciting to hear other people who had done it and kind of hear their experiences. So Aaliyah, just kind of start off telling us maybe where you first heard about Dave Ramsey and kind of why it got you excited and why you wanted to do it. So I first heard about Dave Ramsey probably at church when I was, I was in high school. It was long before I ever needed Dave Ramsey for my own personal finances. My parents did Dave Ramsey back back then when I was in high school. So that's, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know that any other financial person existed. Obviously, now as an adult, I know there are tons of other financial people that you could follow and listen to. But that's how I first heard about Dave Ramsey was from my parents. And so they kind of got you started on that path. And was that something that your parents had always done? Or did they kind of find that later in life when they were trying to fix their finances? Yeah, they found it later in life when they were trying to fix their financial situation. You went to college, you went for being a nurse. And then when you got out of college, you had this debt. And that was kind of the first thing that you decided to tackle, right? Yeah, my college debt was the only debt that I had when I came out of college. I came out with about $32,000 $32,000 or $32,000, yeah, $32,000 in student loans when I was done. And so kind of, I mean, I think a lot of people come out with all this debt and they get on the payment plan and they think to themselves, okay, if I only have to pay two or 300 bucks a month, whatever, I'll deal with it. It's a car payment. I want to spend my money on getting a new car. I want to spend my money on living in a nice apartment. I want to spend my money on things I want because I'm finally to the point where I'm making money and I want that instant gratification. And I know that, I mean, I don't think it's rare for people to deal with this. I think a lot of people deal with this. So what kind of made you different? Like what made you go, no, I want to take this seriously and kind of what steps did you take to make that happen? So I am an Enneagram 8 and I don't know if any of your guys' listeners know what the Enneagram is, but it's just like a personality test, just like, you know, the Myers-Briggs or all those other ones. So I am an Enneagram 8, which means that I do not like to be controlled by other people. I like to be in the driver's seat of my own life, no matter no matter what that is. So for me, I got out of college, got my first job, and I remember my first paycheck. And I was like, well, before that backtrack, I remember hearing the offer of how much they were going to pay me, you know, then I do the math out. I don't even got a paycheck yet. And I'm thinking, oh my word, this is so much money. I've never made this much money before in my life. I think I was making like 24 something an hour. Um, when I first started out. So I was super pumped about getting all that money. But then also what came was my first bill for my student loans. And when I got that, I just, something inside of me was a little angry because 
you know, they're asking for more money than I actually borrowed. And I'm just thinking, well, this is madness. I'm kind of done with this and I haven't even really started. So me and my dad sat down and worked out all the the details and kind of came up with a plan for how we were going to get rid of this debt as quickly as possible. And that's pretty much how it went down. I didn't necessarily pay a ton extra in the beginning. So right out of college, Justin and I were still just, we were just dating. We weren't even engaged yet when I first graduated. So for me, it was just kind of like a personal thing. It wasn't impacting anybody's life but my own. So I was paying extra on my student loans, but not an absurd amount of extra. That didn't happen until Justin and I got married. And I'm also very competitive. And when Justin and I first (laughs) got married, um, he had no debt. He paid off all his student loans. I think uh, he may have had like just $5,000 in debt. He was he was a rock star. And it made me angry that I had debt and he didn't. So (laughs) we literally just like put everything toward it. I mean, as if we didn't need it to survive, if we didn't need it, I'm not saying we didn't get niceties, you know, we certainly did. But, you know, when we would receive that extra paycheck that month, we would put all that extra paycheck toward the student loans. When we got our tax refunds, we put all of that money toward our student loans. Bonuses that Justin would get toward student loans. We just literally, I mean, we just weren't playing games. I, I was competitive. I didn't want any debt. My husband didn't have any debt. I didn't want anyone controlling my life. I wanted to be in charge of what was happening with my money, not somebody else telling me that I needed to give them money. And do you know how long it ended up taking you to pay off that debt? It took me from the time I got my first job and started getting a paycheck. It took me about a year and a half, but a year of that was on my own. Only half of it was with Justin. Does that make sense? Like six months with Justin, but a year before. Yeah. It seems like you didn't have to make as much lifestyle changes as maybe some people did because it was something luckily that you started off at the very beginning which is good because I think it's easier to start off kind of at that lower lifestyle and just deal with it as you build your wealth versus letting that lifestyle creep happen and then kind of having to go backwards and deal with like okay I can't have as many things as I used to have. Absolutely that's one thing when I first sat down and talked to my dad with like the benefits and, you know, how much are you going to put into your 403B and how much are you going to, you know, all those things. That is exactly what my dad told me. I remember being so mad at him because he told me, (laughs) he told me that if I didn't put a certain amount of money every month into my 403B, which I think at the time amounted to $1,000 a month, was $500 a paycheck he wanted me to put into my 403B. He said he wouldn't let me live at the house for free. (laughs) So it was like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. At least the money gets to stay mine, you know. (laughs) It's in my 403B and I can't touch it for a long time. But looking back at it, you know, now that I am a lot more wise and a lot more knowledgeable on finances, certainly have a lot of more information that I can take in and learn. But looking back now, I'm very grateful that my dad gave me that ultimatum. And I'm very grateful that I was smart enough to make the right choice because I look at my 403B and I look at where I'm going to be and not being in debt. And it just It's a really great place to be. It really is. Oh, yeah. That's a great feeling. That's a really, really great feeling. So how have your finances and debt situation changed since you've had kids? Have you racked up any more debt or have you guys really stayed on top of it? Um, Since having kids, we really have stayed on top of it. And, you know, like I discussed uh, just a few minutes ago, I'm an Enneagram 8 and I'm 
hugely competitive. So when we first got out of debt, I remember going to a family gathering and, you know, I, I, it wasn't like we made this huge announcement like, hey, everybody, guys, we're debt free. But we did, you know, say like, oh, yeah, we just paid off our last bit of debt, whatever. And somebody had made the comment that, you know, well, that's great for now, but just wait when you have kids it's going to go away. You're going to have to get in debt. And I was just like, uh-uh, no way, sister. That is not happening. It literally, it was years ago. I mean, we got out of debt six years ago and I still remember that comment. And I still remember that day. I know exactly where we were. I know what we were doing there. I know what it was. For. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday and it has literally been a driving force for me to say, do I want new hardwood floors in my house? Absolutely. I want new hardwood floors in my house, but I'm not going to let this person be right because I'm going to be right. <laughs> <laughs> So what they were intending for maybe, you know, you know, maybe they weren't trying to be mean, but it, it certainly came across that way. But it has been because of my personality, it has been just a huge motivator just to, to say, no, you know, kids or no kids. This is my life and I'm not going to change the way I'm living it. I think that's probably a pretty good motivation or inspiration for Isabel since she's got a kid on the way that she's super excited about but also a little stressed about how she's going to make the whole financial situation work. Yeah. No, I know. I'm worried about no debt. How can I keep this as cheap as possible? But you know, still have a good life. Yeah. But <laughs> it's hard thinking about just ahead of time. <laughs> it is. It's terrifying too. You think you just think about all the different things that you're going to have to buy bottles and you're going to have to buy diapers and wipes and all of these things. But I think the the best piece of advice that I could give you concerning that is just to know you have to know your how to balance it. You're going to have to make sacrifices and you're, you probably you already know that you're making sacrifices right now. You know, even though your baby's not born yet, you're making sacrifices, but that's going to come out on the financial side of things too. You know, you're going to look at your budget and you're going to go, well, diapers cost 50 bucks a month. Wipes cost $10 a month, whatever, you know, and you're going to be able to look at it and go, okay, I guess that means I'm not getting coffee this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and, and it's good to know too, I think because you can kind of plan, we talked about in the last episode, kind of thinking ahead, like Isabel's been trying to think ahead of the stuff that she's going to encounter, like childcare costs and different things that she's going to have to encounter. And I told her that I think that already puts her way ahead of the pack just because she's even thinking about it. Like a lot of people don't even start thinking about it till they're in it. Yep. So the fact that the baby's not even born yet and she's already considering that when she's thinking about what she can afford and what she can buy is really, really going to benefit her. Absolutely. The other thing that we did, my husband is all about graphs and charts and he's an engineer so like that's his jam and it really works out well for us but he put together um he uses the we use the budgeting program you need a budget why ynab is what they call it for short and mm -hmm. he put in so we had our current budget that we were working with and then when we knew we were going to have a baby and we started thinking up expenses literally like we looked up online like how much is a box of diapers how many diapers are we going to go through a day uh the wipes we kind of made up I still don't know how many wipes we use a day, a month, a week. I don't know any of that. But, you know, we just kind of gave it some rough numbers and he put together a projected budget. Like the amount of money that we're making isn't changing. So we know how much that is. Pretend you know the 
amounts of all the other things based on some research that you do and put together a fake budget. And some things are going to change, you know, you're going to have to shift your monies from one category to another category to make it all work. That was something else that we did that was really beneficial because we we really got a visual, a straight up visual of what our life was going to look like. Yeah, that's really helpful for me. I really like charts and graphs and doing everything in spreadsheets. Yeah. And as you guys know, like we made that um, budgeting thing that we put up for you guys if you wanted to use that me and Isabel use when we're budgeting. And I just like seeing it all in front of me. It makes me have less anxiety about it, I guess, less anxiety about the future because I just feel like, well, I've thought it through and I have control, like you said, like wanting that control of your life. I have that control control because I can see what I'm working with and now I like personally need to figure out how to make this happen and that doesn't really scare me that makes me excited like I like having that responsibility over myself it makes me nervous when I don't know what I'm going to be you know dealing with but if I can put it in front of me I think that that really helps and I would say that's a tip for all of you guys out there instead of avoiding it because you know it's something that stresses you out which I know finances really do stress a lot of people out but burying your head in the sand has never fixed anything and so if you can kind of confront that problem and deal with it head on I mean, you're just going to be setting yourself up so much better for the future. And what makes me really excited is, you know, you can talk all the time about, I want to make this amount of money. I want to be a millionaire. I want to have a dream house. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's all great. But I think what the most exciting thing is, is that if you're living a debt-free life and you're working towards financial independence, the opportunities that are provided to you. You have so much more freedom of what you can do in your life and you don't have to worry about being beholden to anybody and that just really appeals to me. Speaking of opportunities, what opportunities do you think that you were kind of able to grab since you've been debt-free? Speaking to having children, being debt-free gave us the opportunity for me to cut my hours back. So I worked, when I got my first job as a nurse, I worked at the hospital five days a week you know, eight hour shifts. And it was great. I loved it. But then when we had Adeline, it was like, well, now am I going to send her to daycare five days a week? Or do we have the ability for me to stay home? We had always talked about me staying home, not 100% because I worked really hard for my degree and I'm not ready to just throw that in the trash and say, forget it. So I wanted to keep working. I want to continue to improve as a nurse. And, but at the same time, I didn't I didn't want to send my child to daycare five days a week. It just wasn't something I personally wanted. And my husband didn't want that either. So being debt free gave us the ability to have extra money, not extra, but you know, money to pull from the budget because we were not having to pay, you know, for a car payment and you know, all of these other things that you could have debt in, we were able to take that money and just say, well, we can sacrifice it, not receive any of that money. You stay home and then not send the kids to childcare. So that was one of the, the absolute best things that being debt-free gave me the opportunity to do. Um, the other thing that you talked about financial independence, um, financial independence is something that Justin and I just recently, maybe the last year, really started learning about. Um, we started listening to a bunch of podcasts and reading a bunch of books and just trying to figure out what is financial independence and how do we achieve it. And also, if I were not debt-free, 
we would, you know, if we weren't debt free, we wouldn't be able to be chugging away towards financial independence as aggressively as we are now. And, you know, you talk about lifestyle changes, being debt free or getting rid of our debt. You know, we discussed we didn't have a whole lot of lifestyle changes to make because we kind of just started it off like right away. But financial independence, we have actually had to make bigger sacrifices as we have been on this journey towards financial independence than we did about being debt free because we didn't even know about financial independence until, you know, now, until a year ago. So we have had to cut back on some of the niceties and some of the fun things that we like to do, you know, drinking coffee at Starbucks or Panera or wherever, whatever store I drive by because it just sounds good or eating out all the time because I don't feel like cooking. And, you know, some of those things, we just make sacrifices and buckle down and we just, you know, we're working toward our goal of financial independence and it's a priority for us. So that's one, another opportunity that being debt-free has provided us. Yeah, so that's a really good point that you were able to maybe not do opportunities that like a lot of people think about when you're thinking about financial independence because I think a lot of people think of, oh, well, I'm going to be able to go on these amazing vacations or whatever, but you were able to do real life opportunities and get more time with your kids and I think that's amazing and I think that speaks to a lot of moms out there who are struggling with, you know, okay, I want maybe to do my career part-time and stay home with my kids part-time at least when they're little but how do I actually accomplish that? And so I think that's really, really awesome. And so I know you talked a little bit earlier about church and started talking about that maybe while you were at church. So does your kind of understanding of money come from the Bible and your religion? Is that something that you talked about or is that just kind of a nice alignment that you have found? I think it's probably just a nice alignment. I mean, I do agree. I mean, the Bible says that the debtor is slave to the lender. And I 100% agree with that truth. Um, but I think that my personality really just kind of kicks it, kicks it into gear and is like, yes, that's a truth, hardcore, and I will not be a slave to anybody. <laughs> yes, that I think that's what I like most about it too, is just I absolutely hate feeling like tied to things that I don't want to feel tied to anymore. And I think that was the biggest motivators for me when I started working towards being debt free and working towards this podcast. And what I wanted to accomplish with this podcast is just I like not owing things to people or companies or anything like I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it pretty much. And I think that was like one of the biggest motivators. Yeah, you and I are so the same. We are so similar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I definitely have that that controlling personality too. So that's not that I want to control anyone else. Yeah, not that I no. want to take their money from no. them or anything. You know, I'm just saying like no. you're not taking my money from you me. You just want <laughs> right. You just want to do your own thing, yeah. and that's how I feel. I'm just like no, no, no. I'm just gonna you know do my own thing. You do your own thing, and we'll both be happy with whatever we choose in life. So I completely agree with you there. It's been really nice to hear a story of someone actually being successful with this debt-free living, and I think it can be an inspiration to all of us to try to strive for that. So we're really glad that Aaliyah could join us on the podcast today. And if you guys have any thoughts or opinions on today's podcast, you can leave us a comment on our Instagram or Facebook at Live Potentially, and you could find Aaliyah on Facebook at Open Door on Instagram at Open Doors Open Hearts, and her blog is on the website opendoorsopenhearts.com. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening.